0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The following is a disclaimer: the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guests, and
2: callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Hello, folks, and welcome to another great edition of Russell City Radio. I am here. I'm your host, George Alonso, and what a show we have here for you today, especially now that we're back. From talking about, you know, from Payback, which was uh, a pretty successful pay-per-view. it allowed, There was not too many matches on that show that really caught your eye, but it really, really delivered, uh, which we will be talking about later in this program. But before we do start talking about Payback and Monday Night Raw, let's go ahead and introduce my sister from another mister, uh, I, but I want to disown her because I just found out that she was never an NWO fan. I'm talking about Xtina. How are you, Xtina? I'm good until you make that on Well, listen, it's not my fault all of our listeners are too sweet. Okay? So, too sweet. We'll pack. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, no, like, uh, and also speaking – of fans and all that stuff yes we're professional we're we're journalists here on this show but we're also fans because this is again wrestling radio for the fans by the fans but one thing i have to say is you and randy orton young lady <laughs> that's
1: that's my love my second love right there if he was not getting snatched up if he wasn't married okay. Okay.
2: Well, apparently we can't. uh, The the audience can't hear you. So let's see if we can fix this. Uh, I apologize. Uh, Let me know when you hear her. Apparently, it's picking up the audio. Uh, Sorry, folks, we're having small technical difficulties. Maybe it's an issue here, but uh, try this again, Christina.
1: All right. So yeah, I love Randy Orton. I'm gonna keep saying
2: that everyone hears me. <laughs> uh, well, basically, I, I well, it seems to be working on my end over here. Like as far as uh, apparently it's a little better. Let's let's go ahead and pick up right. this, this here right. a little bit, again? and let's pick that up a little bit. So, so that guys, again, I apologize. Technical difficulties. It, it happens in whenever we're going live. So, please, uh, let's try this one more time. Audio check. Christina? Check,
0: check,
2: check. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to me like I'm still living in the gimmick of reality check. Because it, 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 this is some real radio here, folks. But but anyway, you with Randy Orton. What were you saying? Okay. I, I don't get it. I really don't understand it uh, at this point. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm really, really close. So hopefully, I'm here to meet. But yes, Randy Orton. Been my favorite since he
2: gave me. So, no, don't hang on me. And my support for him is <laughs> night uh, Listen, as, as far as Randy Orton is concerned, uh, you know, let me, let me just say for the record, okay? okay. When it comes to Randy Orton, he lost.
1: That's fine. He lost last
2: night because of things out of his control. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Stop making up excuses for the man. The, the fact is, is that he lost last night at WWE Payback. And on top of that, he lost in the House of Horrors. And also we saw the return, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the outside interference of Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers which actually was pretty interesting to say the least to see jinder baha and the Singh brothers interfere in another you know brand's pay-per-view which I, which i found very cool like we, i haven't seen a interference like that since the whole like brock lesnar fiasco yeah. and, and so on and so forth when they were having the raw versus smackdown so i'm glad that something like that took part just to build the story up a little bit more so I I really feel like they're doing good with Jinder Mahal.
1: I think so too. Uh, you know the fact that they had him on SmackDown take the title, and honestly it was unexpected to me when he came out and interfered in the match. I totally forgot he still had the title with him. So when he came back, he kind of threw it literally in Reigns' face. I thought that was honestly. That's
2: part of the whole match. <laughs> well, to, here here's the thing, as far as that's concerned, uh, I I feel like like Jinder Mahal is being built to be like that ultimate good heel on the SmackDown brand, which right now the you know SmackDown needs because they're low on heels. Right. Uh, you know, but the thing is is that I feel like Jinder Mahal has always been a main event player. Just because the guy knows how to talk, he knows how to work. He's a excellent wrestler. The, you know, same, the list goes on and on. So I have no, nothing bad to say about Jinder Mahal. Now, as far as the, the, the House of Horrors match is concerned now, that's a different story. Because the the House of Horrors, I was expecting a little bit more, more of a push. Like, I'm not saying I was 100% disappointed I just expected more. And basically, in my case, I feel like they could have done better. I feel like the, the match in the house could have gone better. It could have been a little bit more scarier. Because the most we got was dolls hanging from the ceiling and spider webs. Right. So it, it like... <clears throat> The, and the thing about it is is that when you have Bray Wyatt cutting all these promos about, oh, welcome to hell, and, and this is going to be my horror, and da-da-da-da-da, you're expecting, hey, what the hell are we going to see? Are we going to see something crazy, like some something out of this world? But we didn't get really too much, I feel.
1: I felt like you didn't get anything at all. I didn't, honestly, I didn't expect it to you know be you know a pre-recorded video for the fans to watch i thought it was literally going to start you know something backstage and you know friends a little the lights are going to go out and then the next thing you see there's something on top of brandy or there's real worms or i really thought that's how it was going to go but so to have like the pre-recorded video of them wrestling in the house which i was totally disappointed in and then when they actually did come they did put on as best of a show
2: in the rain as I expected. So I was very, very disappointed with that match. And uh, talking about disappointment, let's turn it around with something like positive. Uh, as a matter of fact, our partner, Mr. Chad Mines, from the SWF, just put out a status saying that two random orders from today to the end of SmackDown tomorrow night will win a free meet and greet with Alberto El Patron, and Pentagon and Cero Miedo, and Roll the Dice on June the 10th, where you can purchase your tickets at www.swfpro.com. Now, that is one amazing little package.
1: Oh, yes, that is. I should be going for that right now.
2: I agree, and as a matter of fact, I just see on the poster uh, that one, one of the members on that poster is our special guest this evening, and I'm talking about no other than LWO, if you're wondering what that means, it's Latino World Order, uh, and also the evil mass luchador uh, John Cruz, otherwise known as Serpentico. Let me tell you something, when, when I see that man under his mask, it's like, he's a nice guy, John Cruz. But he has that second personality of Serpentico, and I, I just don't like dealing with that guy. That guy is scary looking, and and I'm terrified.
1: Intimidating, but you know, without he seems like a very genuine, awesome guy. Well, yeah, he's
2: a very genuine guy, very humble, very down to earth. Will joke like the best of them, but. <laughs> When he turns on that serpentical, uh, you know, uh, attitude of his, is no, all those jokes go out the, the window. Yes. So, but yes, John Cruz will be here a little later on the program. And, of course, a little bit later on as well, we are going to have Mr. Steve Mesa with the Indy Cut uh, uh, later on here on the show. Steve Mesa from the Curtain Jerkers. Mind you, that guy made headways last week on the Indie Cut he, we both couldn't stop laughing. Um, so, yeah. That, that is, I, like some things that he was saying I, it even took me for, for a surprise. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when? Went, but, yes, Steve Mesa will be here a little later on on Russell City Radio with the indie cut where he'll be talking about Ronin And, of course, apparently he'll be talking about Michael Kingston's a fundraiser going, coming up for the Headlocks comic books. So, guys, stay tuned for that. But going back to, uh, to payback. Now, one thing I did was extremely surprised with, Xtina, and this still is a surprise to me to this moment, is that Alexa Bliss is our new Raw Women's Champion. And on top of that, it happened in Bailey's hometown. I'm still surprised about it. Now, mind you, it was a fantastic match, you know, and and credit goes to those awesome, awesome women, but it's something you did not expect, and I love it because it gives the fans, it gives that fans to say, hey, fans, yes, you're smart, but guess what? You can't predict winners anymore. No, No, you can't. (laughs) So it's like it, it came off really, really, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, but but ba- but basically, yeah, I, I I feel like it was great.
1: Yeah, I, it was a great match watching it, and you you know having to kick out happen often when uh, Bailey hit a, you know the elbow. I was like, all right, Bailey won. I said, no, Alexa Bliss kicked out of that, and the way it finished, you know, it, it was a surprise, but I think it it was a good way for them to go to have the heel win. You know, Alexa Bliss has this push going on right now because she honestly deserves it. And she she's proved herself to be a top heel. And since Charlotte is gone, someone has to take that spot. And I think Alexa Bliss is doing a great job. And to be the first to hold the SmackDown Women's Championship, that, that, that's impressive. I really thought it would be Charlotte, but this could keep us on our toes. Everybody be keeping
2: us on our toes. Well, yeah, it definitely is keeping us on our toes. Um... I I also have to say, like, uh, another thing that caught me off guard was Sheamus and Cesaro turning heel on the Hardys. Now, mind you, uh, I I know a lot of people are are doing memes nowadays of of Jeff Hardy uh, breaking his tooth during the match uh, and blaming Sheamus for that that stiff kick. I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But, guys, apparently, rumors are circulating. And, again, I'm only working with what's given to me. Rumors are circulating that the broken gimmick has been purchased by the WWE. Uh, it's, been defu- it's been debunked by uh, Reby, uh saying that it's not true. But then again, Matt and Jeff has constantly said they never signed with the E when they went to ROH, kind of hiding the situation. Then also today, uh, on Twitter, both Matt Hardy and Sheamus were having a broken back and forth where you kind of think Matt Hardy's bringing back the broken gimmick. Uh, like, I- I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs>
1: right, because I read that rumor as well, that WWE was able to purchase the gimmick, so I thought, okay, so they're going to start to bring it out. I thought in their little promo last night, it started to come out a little bit. I was like, okay, it's going to happen next. Um, they, they didn't cut away when he was doing the delete, like they did at WrestleMania and things like that. So, I think they're slowly letting it in. But, going back to, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro turning his heel, I was not really that surprised. I thought it, it was building up, with past two raw and then for them to do it, I was like, oh, okay. They can, they can hold it down as a heel.
2: Well, yeah, like, the, the the thing about that is, is like... I've always seen Sheamus as a better heel. Uh like Sheamus to me I like he was good as a face but he wasn't as good as a heel. So basically I'm glad she- they turned Sheamus again into a heel. I think that guy has turned more face and heel than than any newcomer in the WWE. Yes, I But but basically, as far as, like I said, um, Seamus and, and Cesaro, I feel like they're a great heel team. I feel like they could get a lot of heel. Uh, again, Cesaro, not, is a guy that's very familiar with being a heel uh, in the Independence when he worked under Claudio Castanoli with Chris Hero uh, in the Independence, as known as the Kings of Wrestling. They know their stuff, you know, and same thing for Seamus. I think Seamus being a heel is like a being in the backyard for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: but you know uh, again I'm glad that's happening and on top of that that they're working together with the Hardys you and I had this discussion that they need someone that's well placed to put someone over in that kind of situation right. like where we talked about last week where Braun Strowman was facing Kalisto to be put over as a monster <laughs> you know why you no put him with a Cesaro in this case perfect move. We see Sheamus and Cesaro trying to be put over as heels with the number one tag team in the world in the Hardy Boys. Right. So I feel like this is a great move. I think
1: it's a great move as well. Again, they needed that heel group that can hold it on their own, and you know Cesaro has experience just being a heel. He has uh, those moments often. <laughs> so I'm used shoes can do it and the hardys can pull off anything so he face if they want to do that as well but fans are loving them too
2: much <laughs> <laughs> well do, let, let me ask you something Estina. do you want to see the broken hardys return i don't
1: mind seeing it a lot of people i guess are expecting it so maybe that's why they have this with it. if they, they purchased it which i think they have um, I guess they're
0: just trying to.
1: They they want that surprise to happen. So I guess they just have to build
2: it up a little bit. But I wouldn't mind. Well, yeah. Like I feel like uh, it, it's possible. It's possible that we might see the Broken Hearty's return. I, as a matter of fact, last night during payback, you saw a lot of fans chanting out "delete, delete, delete." So it's it's kind of more obvious that the that they want to see the Broken Hearty's return. So I I would be open for for. To be quite honest with you, Expina, I was expecting the Broken Hardys, not the Hardy boys, the Broken Hardys, to return at WrestleMania. But it, it, I understand, even if it wasn't in their plan, right. that it's something that they have to slowly introduce to the WWE fans because WWE fan is different from a TNA fan and, or even ROH fan or New Japan fan. And that has been proven constantly in the past, when sometimes a TNA guy or ROH guy gets brought over to the WWE and all you hear is crickets.
1: Right, because they don't know. There's, you know, there's a lot of younger fans or those parents of those children who are like, yeah, I know the Hardy Boys. And if they were coming out with that uh, Broken Brothers gimmick, uh, they might have been a little confused, like, I don't get it. You know, they didn't see it. But it's nice of them having to come out as the Hardy Boys, what we're used to. But I know eventually it's going to end up being the Broken for
2: And again, uh, also now going on to the main event of Payback, we had Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns practically got destroyed. It was part two or part three or whatever you want to call it. Now, that was putting over a monster. That was putting over a monster with Roman Reigns bleeding out of the mouth and and seemingly being injured and, and all that stuff. Like that is a way to put over a monster. Now with a Kalisto, no offense again. This is no offense to smaller wrestlers in the business. I'm not trying to say that you are nobody. I'm just saying, if if you're put getting put in there with a seven foot beast, okay, that is probably as wide as a trailer, to put him over as this monster. Listen, the guy's already seven feet tall and wide as a trailer. He's already a monster to you. I don't, I really believe it. Put him in there with a bigger guy, and then that makes me say, oh, shoot, this guy is a beast. Right. It, and he threw
1: it last night in that match for Roman Reigns. A um, lot of people are probably
2: crying again. <laughs> yeah, I, re, I remember. I remember the, the petition of uh, Fire Braun Strowman because of uh, what he did to Roman Reigns with the ambulance. Yeah. I, again, enjoy the ride, folks. But uh, you know, this, it's it was a fantastic, fantastic. I, I feel like it was an entertaining pay-per-view. It was-, it was not the best, like a WrestleMania or or whatever, but it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. It had your attention. Like one thing I, that was caught me off guard was Chris Jericho winning the United States Championship.
1: Me too. I was totally surprised. I thought, you know, they were going to give it to Owens because you know probably doesn't. Has- Song out, so I thought he was going to be more for probably, but for
2: him to win the United States Championship the now one, SmackDown, I'm surprised. Yeah, like it. it <laughs> well, now Chris Jericho is an active member of SmackDown, and off the top of your head, Christina, what do you what do you rather see? Do you rather see Chris Jericho versus AJ because AJ Styles is currently the number one contender for that title? So, do you rather see Jericho in Styles? Or do you rather see Jericho, Styles, and Owens? Ooh. Um, I think I'm more interested in that the triple threat aspect of it. Because we've seen the Jericho and AJ already. Uh, but
1: if you want to throw Kevin Owens in there, I, I think that'd be a more entertaining match. was all create that Because we you know Kevin Owens does the rematch
2: clause. <laughs> well, talking about that rematch clause, it could happen as early as tomorrow on Tuesday Night SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, that. okay, well, that, that's, that's coming from you. Like, personally, me, uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jericho and AJ3. They, they had an amazing match uh, two years ago at WrestleMania, and, and on top of that, they had great chemistry, both two great superstars that wrestled in Japan, so they know what they're doing in that ring, obviously, or else they wouldn't be where they are. Uh, but honest to God, I would love to see Jericho and Styles battle it out, uh, maybe Styles win the championship and then go on to defend it against Owens. But I, 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 that's me. That's my personal uh, choice. But I feel like they're gonna go with your way whereas Styles will go against Jericho, Owens will probably interfere and then cause the three-way
1: dance. Right. Eventually it's do that because you know people they, they, they aren't really expecting it but it would be a very entertaining match because we've seen the jericho and aj found alone we've seen the Jericho, so putting them
3: all three right together i think would be mm-hmm. a little
2: more entertaining yeah the time will tell i guess mm-hmm. but you know as, as i have like i said earlier it was a great entertaining pay-per-view it had my attention I have nothing bad to say besides the house of horrors that kind of disappointed, but I'm not the only one (laughs) Uh, You know uh, according to a earlier clip that I was watching earlier uh, There was a boring thing going on listen I Don't think I really don't think that Anyone should be chanting born because remember one thing guys when you're in that audience, yes, you have the right to chant whatever the hell you want. I'm not going to take that away from you. But don't be disrespecting these guys who bust their, pardon my language, but bust their asses to be there to entertain you. So, like, you could chant, you suck, uh, Roman socks, uh, hey, uh, I don't know, cut your hair for all I care. You know, I, I, I don't know. But once you're chanting boring and these guys sacrifice day in and day out to entertain you, that's a slap in the face by saying, hey, who cares about your sacrifice, man? Uh, we're not being entertained. Listen, don't you understand what they've gone through just to make sure that you're entertained? So don't be chanting boring. That is one of those most insulting things that you could do. So I understand that no one was impressed by the House of Horrors, mm-hmm. but that's taking
3: it a little too far. Oh
1: uh, yeah. I, I, again, the fans are gonna chant whatever they want as we saw. They were thinking Strowman after the Branny got beat down. <laughs> so for them to chant boring, I understand so when the video clip was going on, you know, they're gonna change something else, you know, I would have chanted. In the ring right now.
2: Well, if you didn't want to see the video, then by all means, get up and go to the bathroom. The bathroom right? but, but but don't be chanting boring right. because they're like, okay, hypothetically, you and I, yes. I could be sitting here and you could be really enjoying the video, okay? You could be really be like, oh my God, this is so awesome. And then all of a sudden, I start chanting boring. How respectful am I being to your entertainment?
1: Right, to my enjoyment? Mm. Uh, yeah, you're kind of hurting my feelings. And mm. come to think of it, the little kids were probably scared. And then for the first start starts boring. They're not into it anymore. I can
2: understand. Yeah. So if you're not being entertained by a certain situation, get up and go to the concession stand. Get up and go to the bathroom. Get up and go smoke a cigarette. I don't I don't care I don't care what you do, but don't disrespect the workers that are sacrificing themselves to entertain you, number one. And don't sacrifice the per- I mean sorry, don't disrespect the person that's sitting next to you that might be enjoying the segment while you're chanting boring. That's just plain selfish. So that that's that's just on me. I I, I that I don't that's my opinion. Now, uh, we, we should, in a few minutes, be receiving the call from Mr. John Cruz, a.k.a. Serpentico. But uh, before we get to that call, there's another thing that I want to come across. And apparently, Finn Balor has issued a challenge to the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, for the Universal Championship.
1: Mm-hmm. On this TV, kickoff show last night, playback, uh, you know... Uh, Finn Balor mentioned he wants to go for that title because honestly he did lose it. He had to give it up. So I think he respectfully, respectfully deserves that uh, that match. Uh, but it is against Brock Lesnar, someone who's way bigger than little Finn Balor. But I think that he
2: can hold it. <laughs> well I don't know. Because let let me just say this. If Finn Balor does go against Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor might be one of the best attendees of Suplex City we've ever seen. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because Finn Balor, again, comparing size to size, Brock Lesnar t- doesn't tower over him, but he does overpower him. So this might be one of Brock Lesnar's favorite person to suplex. They're all,
1: they're all around, which. Uh, <laughs> But I would watch the match because I want to see what Finn Balor can do. Of course, he'll most likely to come out, hopefully, with his demon gimmick so that the band can totally be on his side whenever this match does happen. But, again, it's going to be a lot of him getting tossed around a lot of time. will probably be the top number two sexes
2: in this one match. <laughs> that would be cool. That, I have to admit, that would be cool if the Demon King... Bob Brock Lesnar. Yes. That would be cool. I have to admit that. Well, it's kind of obvious we might see the Demon King anyway, yes. because he, he has done it for all the pay-per-views. But what side of the Demon King will we get? Because every time he uses the demon, mm-hmm. we always see a new side of him. Like, one of my favorite demons I've ever seen, I don't know if you remember this one, was the one of the, uh, that he came out with the chainsaw.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was
2: one of my favorite ones. Yep.
1: Um, I
2: can't remember
1: which one. Which
2: one it one? was, I believe, when he fought uh, Samoa Joe in the cage.
1: Right. I think. Yeah.
2: But that, was my it, that was by far one of my favorite entrances. I think he was portraying Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. in, in that one. Uh, But yeah, I, I have to say that was one of my favorites. What kind of demon, what side of the demon will we get? If this match were to take place, so now here, here's here's the and I'm gonna I'm laughing at what I'm about to ask, but do you rather see that match take place at <laughs> at Great Balls of Fire, or do you rather see it at SummerSlam? Uh, no, not at Great
1: Balls of Fire. That's a way. no, definitely I want to see it at SummerSlam
2: because you have the it versus me. And oh, I
1: think that's really more entertaining than at Great Balls. Yes, I agree.
2: The demon versus the beast. I agree with you. Now, what would you put against a snake? Because our guest has arrived. What would you put against a snake, uh, Ixtina? Another snake,
1: like a viper. I I
2: don't think so, (laughs)
1: because this this snake is...
2: (laughs) You clearly (laughs) don't know Serpentico as much as I do. Serpentico is not a, a typical guy that'll say, oh, look, it's a viper. Oh, let me do that." No, oh, my dear. All right, so let's go ahead and introduce you to one of the most inspiring Latinos that I've ever met in the wrestling business, a member of the LWO, Team Lucha, and an evil match luchador. That's three Three, you know, personalities in one body. That's that's pretty interesting. I'm talking about Mr. John Cruz, A.K.A. Serpentico. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Thanks for
2: having me. It's our pleasure, sir. It's actually more thank you for for taking your time to come on our show. How how you been, man? Uh, no more tires, I um,
4: over- uh, No more tires. I literally the reason why I'm a few minutes late. I literally just walked to to my place threw my uh threw my bags down and plugged my phone in and called you guys so just busy I just got home from, from a long weekend, uh home for a few days. So yeah, I'm happy to be back. Gotta pay some bills and run some errands and leave again in a few days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the, and that's and that's the one thing I was just talking to Christina about uh, before you came on. I I don't know if you were here, but basically we were talking about how fans should be more respectful to people like you because they don't know, you know, the stuff that you guys go through on a daily basis to make sure that you guys are entertained. Because I feel like those can't like I. Don't get me wrong. I understand that they pay to chant. They pay their seats so they have, you know, the ability to chant whatever they want. But when they start chanting boring, it's kind of disrespectful to you guys who who are sacrificing not just body but soul to entertain us. Yeah, I
4: mean, I agree with you guys. Like they, You know, you pay your ticket, you can be entertained, and you can cheer, boo, whatever. Um, but why why pay a ticket to just sit there on your hands and just – just not enjoy anything, right? Um, exactly. Yes, yeah, it is our job to, to enter, entertain you. Uh, just if you, you came out, you put clothes on, and you know, got in your car and drove to a show, however long it was. If you paid your money to sit in that seat, you know, just enjoy yourself. No need to to not don't, don't be to be a grump about things. Just enjoy yourself. That's we're here to entertain you, and uh, it just it just makes for an overall better atmosphere if you just come in with an open mind and, and to want to be entertained, as opposed to like. Looking at us and going, "All right, make me happy." Like, no, it's not our job. Our job is to entertain you, but not to like change your mood. If you're having a bad day, that's not really our problem. Um, it, we can help you get get over it, but that's that's all we can do, you know.
2: Completely agree with you there, uh, Mr. Cruz. So, and, and here's you know, and this is the American crowd. You started, uh, you know, it, well. You and your family, because your entire family has a background in professional wrestling, uh, basically based in Puerto Rico, and the Hispanic crowds tend to be a lot more rowdy than the American crowd, Um, and and you worked...
4: Very, very ruthless.
2: Yeah, yeah, you've worked both Puerto Rican and you've also worked, well, let's just put it Latino, and you've worked American crowds. Can, can you tell us about, you know, the experience of working both types of crowds?
4: Yeah, but like I said before, like uh, Hispanic crowds, Latino crowds, they're just ruthless. You know, they, they're there to see a fight. They're not there to – they're there to speak their mind, see a fight, and cheer boo accordingly. Uh, they, they will throw batteries at you. They will throw, you know, Coke at you, beer bottles, beer cans. Uh, if they don't like you, they'll let you know. But there, there, there's one thing I can say about Hispanic crowds: that they're never quiet. They will always tell you how it is, and they always, you know, uh, act accordingly. And it's, it's honestly one of my favorite crowds to, to work in front of uh, Lucha crowds, just because the atmosphere is completely different.
2: Well, in that case, Mr. Cruz, if you don't mind me asking, uh, have you had a situation? Because I've had, I've spoken to Almighty Sheik on this show before. And he's even told me, Paul, yeah. you know, there's been times when uh, I, I believe he was telling me that there was a cage match that he had with Savio Vega uh, that yeah. basically that after the match, he was nearly stabbed.
4: Uh, in yeah, a, that I, sounds I, about right.
2: <laughs> can, can you, has there ever been like a close situation for you when you worked your Latin press?
4: Uh, absolutely. This happened a few months ago. Uh, me, uh, Mr. fifty and Taya from AAA and Lucha Underground, uh, we all helped set Pentagon Jr. on fire. Uh, and the crowd did not like that whatsoever because it's all Hispanic <laughs> crowd over at uh, Mucha Lucha in Georgia in uh, Norcross. Um, so after he was set on fire, we had to get escorted out of the, you know, out of the ringside area back to our locker rooms by, you know, the security guards. And, I mean, we're, I'm used to getting pelted with batteries and, and, and objects and getting, like, beer thrown on me, but I heard bottles crack. And as soon as I heard bottles crack, I'm like, all right, we're probably going to get that. So we just ran to the locker room, and we stayed there to the entire building, like, cleared out, and then we had to, like, go around the building just to get in our cars and leave.
2: Jesus. Yeah, and this is 2017,
4: by the way. This is not, like, the 80s, and 90s. This is, like, recent. This is a few months ago. Um, so, yeah, this is, they, oh. they still believe it's 100%. Yeah.
2: Holy. Well, mind you, if, if I could date back even a little further back, you know, you were trained by one of the great Puerto Rican wrestlers of all time, now known as Mil Mortis. I don't want to throw his uh, shoot name out there, but he, he, you could catch him on Lucha Underground, Mil Mortis. And you also were trained and helped by the Dudleys. Again, all these guys, they know how to play the crowd. They know how to work a good se. you know, and especially controversial Absolutely. when it comes to the Dudleys. Yeah, absolutely.
1: They're the ones
4: that uh, they're the ones that molded me and, and showed me different. You know, because I I learned one way back home, and then when I when I moved uh, to the United States, you know, I had to relearn psychology because it's not the same psychology back home in Puerto Rico, um, and and psychology in the states is completely different. Um, they're trying to they're trying to merge the two, and because the the crowds, you know, now that uh, matches can get out there as soon as you're done, and people can see your match worldwide. You know, by the time you get back to the locker room, you know it's it's becoming a little bit more uh, more common for, for psychology to bleed between different territories and stuff like that. But
2: they're
4: they're instrumental in helping my uh, my psychology to work American crowds uh, and uh, my promos. They're the ones instrumental in in,
2: uh, in helping
4: form my my Bay of Face and Heel promos to uh, to better suit whatever uh, crowd I'm wrestling for.
2: So you know, with the Latino background, you know a lot of people, a lot of American fans. When they think Latino wrestler, the first thing that pops into their head is the mass luchadors, uh, you know. And yep. you started the Serpentico gimmick, uh, which I love, by the way. I'm terrified every time I see a picture of you. <laughs> so, like, has it always been a, a goal for you to become a mass luchador yourself and kind of, like, do that outreach to your Latino background in that way? Not saying that you don't before because of the LWO, but... Like enhance your yeah. Latino? Uh, no, I actually I, I was always always against
4: it uh, because in in my opinion I if I was gonna wrestle I want everyone to know who I am not under a mask I want everyone to see my face and remember okay he's the guy that made me feel this way he looks like this okay um, obviously after after years and years of wrestling uh, your your opinions change and. Grow as a person, and you mature, and then you start thinking. You look at the same situations you did when you were younger, and go, "Well, let's go ahead and rethink this." And uh, once this uh, this Serpenco like character fell into my lap, I'm like, "Okay, this is a chance of something new." I'm not gonna throw away what I've done in the last you know 12 years. Uh, i been doing Serpentico for almost three now. Um, I'm not gonna throw away what uh, what I've done in the last 12 years, but I'm gonna give this a go and uh, and and see what comes of it. And it's 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 grown exponentially way, way more than I thought it ever would. And the time span I've done it. Um, so I can't complain. Like I, right now, like Serpentico takes up some, most of my work. He's the one making me travel pretty much across the planet, especially, you know, starting this weekend. Um, so I'm not against it. Uh, I've learned to adapt and I'm still learning as a mass luchador. Cause it's not the same. Also you, uh, when you wrestle without a mask, people can see your face. you see your anguish, see your anger, see how happy you are, see you're sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, under a mask, all they see is your eyes, and sometimes they yep. don't even see that. So, it, 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 with that, it just you have to like learn how to emit those emotions through body language and and how you move and and how they perceive you. And uh, yeah, it's it's a learning experience, and I love every minute of it because every crowd is different. Every crowd reacts differently to the Um and yeah. that's that's. that's if that's what's cool about it. They're they're seeing it for the first time, and I'm experiencing it for the first time. So we both learn
2: together. And, and one last thing before I turn it over to Extina, because I feel like I'm stealing half of her <laughs> But uh, I I always do this. She's the one her. that she's the, she's the one that booked me for this, by the way. Oh uh, uh, <laughs> no 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 no. That's another one. That's another young lady. Uh, I, uh, I know who you're talking. Yeah yeah. But this is a different uh, young lady, Extina. Uh, but. No, no, by all means, she's a great, phenomenal person. I'm, you're talking about the lollipop queen, yes. Uh, but basically, um, and, and mind you, I have to talk to you about that story about the lollipop queen, man, yeah, you, you, for you could uh, tease her every time that you see her now. But uh, No problem. <laughs> but my last question here, basically for you, uh, Mr. Cruz, is it, like, you know, now that you talk about the mask gimmick, you know, there's a lot of great Latinos that even – Uh, that a lot of people don't know started under Mass Gimmicks, like the Love Machine, Art Bar, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Juventud Guerrero, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But one name really, and I had this conversation with you, actually, when we first started talking about booking. Like, um, one name that really brought up was how much Eddie Guerrero, like, inspired the entire Latino wrestling crowd. How did
4: he yep, affect you? Exactly. Um, well, uh, just I. Thankfully, because wrestling has been in my family for so long, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to watch wrestling when I was you know, ever since I can remember. So, back then, my dad was we used to put on uh, we used to have on the weekends like Triple A, CMLL, and then WCW at night. Uh, so I would just be just surrounded by Lucha Libre and one guy that always stuck out no matter what promotion, like I saw him and you know, uh, was, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Um, and I, I remember going to my dad and at him, like, he, he's, you know, he's like us. He's like, what do you mean? Like he, he's Spanish. He, he has an accent, you know, he's like us. He's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's like he can do this. I'm like, yeah, you can do this too. And then he's like, look at me, I'm doing this too. I'm like, okay. So he inspired just because just, just being Hispanic. Right. Just being just being of the same creed uh, just is, is inspiring alone. Um, and and just the way he would. He, he, I saw his career, you know, begin and evolve and ultimately end like in one time span. Right. It's not the same um, and not take away from any other people. But sometimes when, when you come to watch wrestling and you enjoy a character like, oh, wow, I, I don't know anything about him. Let me look him back, you know, when he was younger. Or he's already retired. I saw Eddie, you know, almost pretty point like almost break in with with the uh, Love Machine and stuff like that, and then move back, move move to WCW and then WWE. I, I saw all that. I even saw him when when he was let go by uh, WWE the first time, and he had to like rebuild his his reputation on the Indies. And even then, I would follow him around and see where he's at, see where he popped up, and his match with Amazing Red was beyond insane. No one ever saw it, you know, because it was on the Indies but uh, I make sure to seek that out and just seeing his, see how he grew as person, character and performer is would inspire me to try to do the same.
2: Yeah. That, and Eddie Guerrero to me, like still, even if he's not with us still inspires everyone to this day. Uh, so I, I have to agree with you a hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I still miss him uh, watching him and, uh, To me, like, sometimes I even look at the WWE roster right now, Mr. Cruz, or even the the roster that the world of professional wrestling has, and I say to myself, oh, my God, if Eddie ever stepped in the ring with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it it, it really makes me wonder. But I'm going to pass the microphone over now to Xtina over here. She's extremely excited to talk to you for the first time. So basically, Xtina, the snake is all yours slash Latino, uh, so take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I do want
1: to thank you for being so you very, So, you know, you're being Latino, and uh, mentioning Eddie Guerrero, but also talking about your gimmick and like, you, when you started to wear the mask, was there any uh, wrestler that totally inspired you to make you think, you know, okay, I can do this mask gimmick as well because they can pull it off as well? Is there anyone, you know, someone like, great material? Who really
4: inspired you when it came to the masculine? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio would be, like, at the top of that list. Uh, especially because Rey Mysterio, when I first met him, like, wait a minute, I am taller than you. This is insane.
0: <laughs> you know,
4: I, uh, everyone looks a little bit bigger on TV, right? And when I first met him, I'm like, wow, if he can, if he can do this, I can, uh, I can do it too. Like, he didn't let his size, you know, be a barrier too. him. Mean, actually, it helped him out a great, a, a ton. And that's what I use that. I use that same mentality. Like, I'm smaller, but the person you remember after the show's over is me. Um, and Ray Mysterio was definitely the one that, that apart from Eddie, and I want to say apart from, like, you know, he's a bigger gentleman compared to the But Shawn Michaels as well. He was always on the smaller end of the, uh, of the roster. Um, and those guys, you would remember those guys. And that's what I want to do now.
1: So, you know, mentioning smaller guys, you see that the WWE now showcasing those cruiserweights and, you know, proving that they can make these matches amazing. Um, have you ever thought of wanting to join that cruiserweight division in the WWE? I honestly think that you would be a perfect fit going against, I don't know, let's say no. <laughs> have you ever thought, of, I know that everyone's in goal to end up in the WWE, but them showcasing smaller guys like the cruiserweight division it has to be very inspiring to believe you can have
4: more of an opportunity now than before. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, ever since I was small, that's where I wanted to be. You know, especially once WCW, and I, I had more WCW footage in my house than I did WWF. But then once once they they, they were bought out by WWF, is like, that's all I had in the house. So yeah, they, I always wanted to get there. That's it's still a goal. Will always be a goal. Um, and once the cruiserweight division. Started back up. I was extremely excited because uh, it, it it caters to the smaller guys. Um, we have their own show, and 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 I have half of those guys on the roster right now are my friends. You know, and they're they're really good, deserving actors. Um, as for wanting to join it right now, um, and this is something I thought I'd never say. I'm like, no, not right now. Uh, simply because there's so many of them now. Uh, me me coming in uh, is is. I could easily be lost in the shuffle with so many guys they have. Um, if I want to, if I want to come in there, I want to be, you know, I want to be the one the spotlight, not just another guy, you know. Just unfortunately, just because there's so many guys signed on the roster right now, not doing anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
4: I'm having, I'm having way too much fun making my own schedule, and traveling the world, you know, when I want to. Uh, if the opportunity rises, sure, I'll think about it. And if, if, if it's financially feasible for me and my family and, and my living situation, absolutely. Uh, but right now, uh, I I enjoy I enjoy being what I am now. Uh, um, it's really weird. I never thought I'd say that, but it's 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 how you, when you know when I said earlier, it's how you you grow and mature as a person. Um, had you asked me this, this question ten years ago, sure, let's go right now. Um, but now the more I see and the more I sit back, I reflect a lot more than I used to And I watch my friends and how they're doing, and I see how hard it is for them sometimes. And I, I don't want to be in that position right now. Exactly. You
1: know, you, like you mentioned before, you're still growing your character. You know, being known as John Cruz, I think you've done some NXT things as well, and, but, you know, you're still developing the pre-masculation in are a lot people are seeing people lot more of it. So, I think the more important that you do that, uh, you're proving yourself as doing something great and independent, which you want to do. now, especially in that pre-great condition, a lot of them aren't and like, struggling. Um, so, I also know that uh, you come from a wrestling family in Puerto Rico. So, have you, is yeah.
3: um, there any advice that your dad is giving
1: you since you started wrestling in the independent event any advice that's
4: been so great that inspired you even more? Um, honestly, uh, the only thing my dad—he's not really uh, following it right now. Uh, but the, the the one advice he did give me, and my mom as well, you know, because they were together when my dad wrestled, um, was do it until you're not happy anymore. Once it makes you unhappy, uh, just get out. Do something else that makes you happy, and that's that's something that I've always kept with me. Uh, simply because no one no one likes getting up for early for a job they don't like, you know, and driving to a job they hate, and being stuck in traffic just so they can make you know out uh, 40 hours a week at a job they despise. It's, it's miserable. It's just. Um, and wrestling with you know wrestling can be miserable as well, depending on 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 how you are and how, how, how you treat others, and it can be very bad for you. Um, or if you have opportunities that are taken away, you know, you're always going to feel slighted. Uh, and I've always, I've always had that in front of me, you know, it's, you keep doing it until it's not fun. And it's 15 years and it's never been not fun. Uh, I've always had a great time. Uh, I've always said if I don't, if, if, if the year before me, if I don't make any more money or any more primes in my career the next year, then that's the year I quit. I never want to go back. I always want to look forward. So if I'm happy and I'm paying my rent and my life subscription, I travel the world and technically be on vacation 52 weeks a year, then, hey, man, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. I think that's some awesome advice for you love wrestling
1: enough that you've going for the past 15 years. I um, am going to talk about it over to you here. <laughs> um,
2: uh, and and John, now that you it, now that you talk about family and stuff uh now that you bring that up being a second generation guy like or third generation uh did do you ever feel the pressure of that in, in your career being like oh god I have to continue on the legacy like do you ever feel that pressure
4: uh no I've actually never felt it they they I've never had anyone like uh, like, push me in that direction. They just, my family just said, if you want to do this, have fun, you know, just don't get hurt. And I'm like, I'll try not to get hurt. We'll see what happens. But uh, as long as I have fun, I've never never felt that pressure. Now, I put a lot of pressure on myself, which is different. You know, I don't feel pressure from my family or carrying on, you know, the like, true name and stuff like that. But I feel uh, the, the, my own worst enemy, my worst critic is myself. Uh, hmm. I, I, everything for me has to be 100% perfect. And I'll do something, and I'll watch the match back. And even if I felt great during the match, I look at it back, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. I didn't like that. Let me change it. And I'm always trying to progress myself, you know, not so much anybody else. I mean, I do that with the school, but I'm really hard on myself. And I'll have you know, I've had – I am never. i couldn't tell you how many matches I've had over 15 years, but uh, I could probably count on one hand the ones that I think that are great. And that's just me being really hard on myself, you know. Uh, I've learned to be less –
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe.
4: I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, And and, uh, I've learned to be less, a little bit less, more, should I say, strict with myself the last couple years. um, Because I've had a lot of fun. The last three years have been, like, the best of my career. You know, I've been able to do stuff. I never thought I'd be able to do travel and all this stuff. Um, And I've been very, very happy. But I I still want it to be as perfect as possible. There's an old saying which which I don't think is it's, it's, it's true, but it just stuck in my head for some reason. You're only good as your last match, right? So I want every match that people look up to be really good. Um, so I, I'm always always thinking of, of how to get better, and uh, that's the pressure I put on myself. No one else does that for me. It just that's a personal thing that I've always had, you know, and I always want to do. Just because I never want to get complacent or or just content with what I'm doing. Once once I do that, then I'm not really I'm going through the motions and I'm not going to be happy. And then if I'm not
2: happy, I'm just going to not do it anymore. Well, you mentioned 15 years doing this, uh, uh, John, you know, 15 years is not easy either because that's a lot of strain on your body because you, it's not like, Hey, I only go out there and, and work out and do this or whatever once a, a weekend. You, you guys have to do this on a seven day base. It's a seven day job just to make sure that, Hey, I'm okay for the next match. Uh, with the 15 years already on your resume, John, have you felt it already? Like, have you felt like, oh my God, like it starting to take its toll on me, or have you not reached that point yet? Um,
4: yeah, at different points in my career, like they, I've had, I've had problems with different parts of my body. Uh, like a couple of years ago, I had really bad knees, um, and then after that, I had really bad elbows and really bad back. But what I've noticed is. As soon as I feel something, and what I've noticed and learned, and not from just myself, just watching my peers and, and, and people who, who've done this for for longer, and people who've done it shorter, just don't, they don't yeah, I adapt. If I feel like my knees are, are, are giving out, I'm just going to change my moveset. I'm not going to keep with the same one because I know what's messing up my knees. So I'm not going to land on my knees anymore. So I started doing that, and my knees got better. You know, once my elbow started messing up, both of them at the same time. I had, I had a, a year stretch where... Everything I did just messed up both my elbows. I just changed my moves again, and I, I kept the same character, and I kept uh, the same high, same high flying maneuvers, stuff like that. But I was very, very conscious about how I landed and what I did, um, so I wouldn't keep having those problems. Same thing with my back. You know, uh, right now I, 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 I do feel it. I do feel it, especially when you know you're on a six hour plane ride, and and it's a very uncomfortable seat. You got to get up, and just your body's completely cold and everything hurts, but. Um, I want to say for 15 years, uh, I feel relatively great. You know, that I do have aches and pains. Sometimes I wake up with uh, you know, more pain than the other days, but uh, I feel like I can do this for way longer than I'm physically able to just because I've learned to adapt because I've, I've seen other people go through it, and I've seen other people not adapt. And I've seen people hurt themselves on moves and, and certain scenarios, and they keep doing it because that's what they think people expect from them. And they have to. I, I, I wish you know those people would understand that it's not what they expect from you. You can, you're the author of your own story. You can change the script whenever you want. Uh, you don't always have to give them the, the same thing you've gained for 10 years and it's killing your body. Uh, just modify it. Give it, give it to them when it means something, and then you'll, you'll, you'll your body will thank you later. And that's what I've learned. And that's what I try to instill to the younger guys, which. I used to be the guy that you know I the bell rung and I would go a million miles an hour, you know. And back when you're starting 18, 19, nothing hurts. And if you do get hurt, you bounce back, back in a week. And now I'm noticing, you know, when I get hurt, I'm like, wow, I'm taking a little bit longer and longer. So something has to give, and my body's always going to get first. So if I get my body give first, there goes my income. So this is all about longevity, and I've learned to to adapt, not just. Not just, not just moveset, but my wrestling style as well, um, which is why John Cruz <laughs> has evolved from, you know, just falls to the wall, you know, high flyer, you know, doesn't care about anything. Sometimes I do comedy, and comedy <laughs> is a strong suit with that character, and it's way easier in my body, and the people still get the same reaction. You know, they still laugh if they want to see more. Um, it's way easier in my body. So I, I've been able to, like, to, to, to expand my career that way.
2: Well, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, uh, yeah, because I noticed in in, in in like a good amount of your matches. Which, by the way, uh, to, to kind of combat what you were saying earlier, I'm a huge fan of all your matches. Uh, you're you're extremely entertaining, man. But uh Thank you. Thank
3: that's
2: you, what, not my pleasure. Like uh, your your matches with Lacey Lane are are amazing. Your even your tag matches down here when you do Ronan, like it's it, yeah. it, it's by far amazing. But my my next question, I got two last questions here. Uh, basically, with yep. you loving comedy, with you loving comedy, John, and that's you, that's who you are, That you like making people laugh. It, does it ever yep. kind of say, like, oh, God, now I have to turn that off. I have to turn on this evil, demented guy that people are going to now hate in Serpentico. Like, is it hard for you to transition from that fun-loving guy to the evil, I-hate-you Serpentico?
4: Um, personally, no, uh, just because uh, I, I mean, it's, it's really hard to explain, uh, but putting on that mask, my, it changes my mood, my demeanor, just because just is the way he looks, right? Uh, yeah. You know, you put the contact in and you put the mask on, you can't see my face, you can't see my mouth you can't see me smile, laugh, jeer, you know, put to my tongue at you. Uh, I, he, he just looks very mean. Uh, and all you have to do is just just look in the mirror. I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm going to do today. Yeah, it's not really hard to, to, to switch gears, just because probably because I've been doing it for so long. I've been wrestling for so long. I understand what it means to switch gears. Um, and and I'm, I'm, a very, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of method actors as well. Um, uh, you study, you you know, studying method actors, you kind of realize what they go through just to get, you know, in the mindset uh, of a role. Um, And not that I walk around in my cape and mask, you know, when I'm home, because that'd be weird. My girlfriend does that, but not me. Uh, (laughs) But it's, uh, yeah, she, she, there's pictures of her just wearing my stuff. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I won't leave it out next time.
2: (laughs) But, uh. I've seen the pictures you shared, uh, where you're just standing yep, there yep. next to her, and you're like, "Hey, wait a minute."
4: <laughs> yep, that's, that's that's two of us. Yeah, you know, we're not the same person. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've I've been able, like it, having that mask actually helps me get into that persona even quicker, right? And everything everything I do for my character is very theatrical. The music, the uh, the entrance, the, the the gear, the way I. I I take off my I disrobe and take everything off and how I treat me or my opponent everything is everything is over the top and completely different from what I would do as John Cruz which makes it easier. All I have to do is John Cruz and go, don't do anything he does. I'm like, "Perfect. All right." <laughs> everything completely different and it works out, it it works out that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the because I know you're trying to avoid tires, apparently Alex Cruz now is attacking you with trash cans. <laughs> yeah, um,
4: but what he well what he did not post was uh, me beating his butt uh, for like 20 minutes But it's okay, you know, we'll pick and choose our battles, right? <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> well, let, let me ask you a little fun question just to make it uh, a laugh yeah. And we all know sometimes you, you wrestlers have that one fan on your Facebook That just says, oh, I'm going to follow him, I'm such a huge fan Like a super fan is what I'm trying to say Um, with you posting the pictures of you with your girlfriend and your girlfriend wearing the Serpentico uh, gear have you ever had a situation where Superpen says, oh, that's Serpentico? Like, have you ever had a situation like that yet?
4: Um, (laughs) I've
2: had no,
4: I've had people message me, and I don't know if they're being completely serious, I have people message me saying, hey, can you give this uh, message to Serpentico? I'm a big fan of his work. I'm like, Oh, uh, okay, sure. I'll do that for you, buddy. Great, awesome. I, I, I'm like, I will, I will talk. I'll, I'll see him this weekend. So I'll, I'll let him know, okay? And you know, I'm not gonna. And hey, if 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 they believe it's two different characters, hey, then I'm not gonna burst that bubble, right? It's it's it's, it's uh, obviously I don't I don't hide. I don't hide that I'm 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 both characters. But I like to play it off as a split personality. You know, I'm very happy, fun-loving. You know, John Cruz, and then. I'm just a royal asshole uh, as Sir Pentago, and that's how I treat it. I don't treat it as, a, as two different characters. I don't want to play, you know, pull the wool over people's eyes. You know, it's 2017. You can just do a quick Google search, and there's the answers right there. But if someone wants to believe that it's two different people, hey, more
2: power to them. I'm not going to take that away from them. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully this helps those people that are reading, uh, checking up on your Facebook with the <laughs> With the link, that's up on the top there. But uh, my last question right, right, for you, John, right. <laughs> before you go, John, my last question is just your, your final opinion on the growth of Latino wrestling now, with with it now being such a huge thing. Like, now we see in the WWE, I know you, uh, like, grew in the business with people like Samurai de Sol, now known as Kalisto, yep. and – and even you grew in this business with a brother in Lince Dorado in the LWO, that yes, uh, yes. part of the Cruiserweight, you know, uh, division in the WWE. With this ever-so-growing Latino culture in professional wrestling, where do you see the Latino culture going into the future for professional wrestling? The
1: uh, the
4: good thing about, like, uh, like, technology in 2017 is that you can pretty much watch any match that's ever recorded and put online in, you know, on uh, in an instant, right? So all these guys that, uh, like, let's say, for example, all these guys in Mexico that no one's ever heard of in the States, now all that do is upload a uh, – a fan has to upload a video on Facebook and it, it's shared a billion times and it has, uh, you know, six million views and, and he's automatically a household name to other Latinos who didn't know he existed. Um that's something that I'm very happy about. Uh, like that's how you know uh, uh, Grand Metalik and Mascarola, You know these guys, you know, they're the same guy but different names. But th- that's how he got noticed by WWE. Um, that he was he's amazing. He's beyond insane. And and he will have weekly show stealing matches in CMLL, and someone in WWE saw Link and went, oh, I want him. And that's how he gets the ball rolling. So. Uh, technology has played a big part in, in, in Latinos getting their name out there. Um, I'm very, very, very proud of the new LAX in, uh, at Impact Wrestling because uh, those dudes uh, have been busting their ass for, for years on the independent scene along with Angel Rose and, uh, you know, uh, EYFBO, and, and they finally got their break. And just to see them, like, represent Puerto Rico and have her represent Cuba and, and, and Conan and Homicide and all these guys, you know, putting – putting Latinos, you know, on the forefront. It's, it's, a, it's a really good feeling, and it's not going to stop. You know, uh, Lucha Underground did a very good thing for, for Lucha Libre in general, uh, not just Latinos. You know, it got a lot of eyes on other people that, you know, the wrestling world might have missed that that just watched, you know, WWE and Impact and of Honor. Um, but I think it's just scratching service. There's so much untapped talent that people don't know about yet. Um, and if all it's going to keep growing. You know, it's, it's obviously lucha libre is, is the oldest, pretty much the oldest sport in the world, but uh, not everyone to this day knows anything about it. You know, they don't know the culture behind the mask and and the pageantry and, and how how they treat you know wrestling down there. Which I'm very excited about because I'm going there in a few days. Um, but uh, now that now that you know technology is what it is in 2017, all it, it's going to keep growing exponentially, and I'm very happy to be, to have a small role in it, you know, I'm very happy to be part of something, like a movement, perhaps, that, that, that can just get bigger and bigger the more we do this, and the more we represent our country.
2: And, and that's awesome, man, and, and yeah, like, uh, uh, the, even the LWO is a very, very respectful organization in the independence. Uh like, you guys, e- even if I brought it up in a different state, you're, they would say, oh, the LWO, you mean John Cruz and, and all of them? And I, I'll be like, yeah, that's, that's them. And I'll be like, I- it's amazing how you guys have grown. Like, you, Angel Rose, Jay Rios, uh, Lindsay Dorado, uh, Mr. 450, the, the list goes on and on. And, and, and it's amazing that you guys are representing the Latino culture. And I bet my bottom dollar not to speak for him, but – I'm pretty sure that if Eddie Guerrero was here still right now, he will give you guys a big round of applause and a big handshake for representing the Latino culture like you guys are. Oh, that'd be,
4: that, 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 that would be the greatest honor of all, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and me being a Latino, John, I want to say thank you very much for also representing us Latinos in the wrestling business. I have, I'm a huge, passionate guy for the wrestling business. I'm a big fan. I've been watching it since four years old. And I'm still fancy it today. I'm a journalist, but I'm a fan also. And I just want to thank you, Mr. 450, Mr. Rios, Angel Rose, you know, everyone. Thank you for representing us in a business that I'm so passionate for.
4: Oh, no problem, man. Like anything uh, – I, I never got in this to late to, to – I got in this because I love it. I love wrestling, right? I, I, I've always loved it. Always been around it. So I've always wanted to try it. And you know, thankfully, it's been it's been part of my life for, for as long as I've been alive. Um, but to, to be able to to able to represent, you know, not just one flag, but just Latinos in general, is uh, is, is is a very good feeling. And to know that people, you know, uh, there might be a child out there that might want to do this and might see one of our pictures and then might Google us and might go, "Well, wow, he's Puerto Rican or he's Hispanic or." He's Mexican. I, I'm just I'm saying nationality. I want to do this too. If we can inspire one person, not even wrestling, just inspire one person, do anything in their lives for the better, then it's all
2: been worth it. Well, Thank you very much for that, John. So before you go, let's do some plugs here for you. Uh, where can fans follow you on social media? I know Instagram is a thing now, Twitter, Facebook fan page. Uh, you know, uh, How can bookers get a hold of you for any kind of inquiries? And where can fans catch you next
4: live? Yeah, uh, Facebook, um, just under John Cruz. Uh, It used to be private, but I've got so many booking inquiries, I'm just gonna open that up to anybody, and I'll make a private one for my family and stuff like that. But yeah, John Cruz on Facebook, Uh, Twitter, and Instagram at lucha underscore cruz. Um, And I, I just post, you know, just it's either me posting stuff about pandas or wrestling. That's all it is. That's all my life is about right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, and as for, <laughs> for, uh, for what I'll be next, you know, I have tomorrow night, Orlando. I have Pearls 2.0. I'll be in Tijuana, Mexico for the crash on Thursday. Um, I'll be in California all week for other stuff that I can't really talk about right now, but hopefully, you know, it comes out soon. And then 13th and 14th, I'll be at uh, in Tampa and Gainesville, respectively, for uh, for May Mayhem and Fetch Wrestling. So those are my next how my next two weeks look like.
2: Awesome. Well, John, again, thank you very much for your time on the show, and I really appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate your friendship, and, and you're a true professional, man.
4: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anytime you guys want to, you know, chat it up, and I'm and I'm, you know, free from any obligations. Just just let me know, and I'll, I'll hop in for a few minutes.
2: Awesome. I might have to have you jump on for, like, a Spanish broadcasting of, of Russell City Radio. <laughs> that WWE, That's awesome. Let's do it. Uh, knowing that WWE has so many tables with different languages, might, might as well have you do a Spanish broadcast.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> Just let me know. We'll do it.
2: All right, man. Thank you very much, John. All right. Take care. Thank you for having me. You too. Bye-bye. Guys, that was Mr. John Cruz of LWO, Team Lucha. Uh, what a phenomenal young man that guy is. He's truly humble, truly professional. I'm very happy that I'm on to a segment real quick, uh, to it, actually a very popular segment that took part last week here on Russell City Radio. I have had nonstop messages about this man, because uh, according to to the audience, they not only were informed, but they were laughing their asses off, like Extina and I here. So basically, let's go ahead and introduce you to the one, the only, representing the Curtain Jerkers, Steve Mesa. Thank you very much. I do appreciate
3: that very positive intro, but I'm a little intro myself. I no offense, that I do. Like to- you know,
1: i uh, give
3: myself a little... A <laughs> little... little <talk. laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the segment that everybody's been clamoring for. The hotline's been popping. You can hear the audience is from the outside. <laughs> everybody's been clamoring. It's the one, the only, the... In the top with Yours truly Mental. But I do appreciate the, the very lovely intro but I, you know I have to do my own horn here That's just the type of guy I am and I just really have to put myself out there and be a little You know, keep a little, mm. not that that wasn't a, not that it wasn't no, there, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, but I gotta get a mm. <laughs> I gotta put that face in, that, that face in that tone but um before I uh, wanna review the Ronin fourteen, I actually wanna be a little serious uh for a second. Um uh, and I'm not channeling Lance Storm for a second, but it's very serious serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, seriously, um uh Saturday night uh there was an incident that uh that occurred uh, pre uh Maronen fourteen show. Uh, I don't it was a uh, local talent that uh that this incident happened to uh i didn't, wasn't there when it happened but i wanted to recite something that uh uh jim barcelone uh writer for the hero he wrote this on his uh facebook page uh almost uh, like under 24 hours ago so i'm going to be reciting this uh because i don't know as much information as jim does he's basically more knowledgeable under this uh, than i am so i'm going to this is from jim Showing the good of today's social media, thanks to all his help updates, Sunday, the help of the Sunday of Florida Indian wrestler Richard Delicious, aka Wayne Van Dyke. He was taken to a nearby hospital after passing out in the ring during a tag match on a pre show of the Roman Pro Wrestling Party on Saturday night at Broward College South Gym in South Florida, from Finals. He looked okay entering the ring and did not appear to take any serious thoughts or be involved in any mishaps in the ring. Many people, even those who did not know him, sent him good words via social media and are praying for the best school as he remains in the hospital. A flamboyant character, the 5'7", 165 pounder, has also wrestled for ACW, Dragon video USA, Evolve, FIP, Ivy League Wrestling, NWA Florida Underground, and more. From New Britain, Connecticut, he trained at the Team Vision Dojo in Orlando, and debuted in 2010. At Rowan, he scored his cooking headwear and glasses and Tom DeFans as a good steel should. I've been to my fair share of roughs and shows through the years and have some injury, but nothing like this that I recall. It was scary. I just hope everyone who steps in that ring is safe and sound. It's something they love to do, generate excitement for the band, but it's a risk each time too. You just have to take all the precautions as best you can and do the best you can. You can't worry about everything, but you have to be smart. I don't know why this happened, but it did. I just want everyone to be okay. It will link in, thank you. And I will put my two cents cent in. Uh, uh, I have to say that uh, from what I heard when I uh, was coming into the building, uh, especially uh, with uh, what happened, I have to say the community, the community down here, both fans and workers alike, are truly like a family. Uh, I had a... Uh, I believe it was Darby. Uh, one of the one of that in wrestling actually helped try to uh, bring uh, Wayne back with trying to do CPR. And from what I've heard, uh, and God knows what would have happened if he didn't. But I want to say prayers go out to Wayne. Uh, you know, got You know, just, I'm sending all my all positive vibes to him. I'm wishing the best for him. I'm wishing had a quick recovering. You know. God bless, I and mean, God bless to the community of, of workers uh, that we have down here in South Florida. And I also wanted to give some uh, good vibes and positive healing vibes to uh, Angel Rose and Hary of Lake. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, Angel Rose uh, had a, a little bit of an injury last night during PWX. uh into uh, the Dragon during their match with, uh, with John Cruz, and uh, against Jason Cade and Beta Scott, and I believe, uh, Aria also had a little bit of an injury going uh, after her match at uh, Ronan. So uh, again, wanted to send goodbyes to both, you know, Wayne, Angel, Aria. Don't want to the disclose their, you know, you know Angel and Aria's so, you know real names, but just to let you know out there that we're all praying for them. You know, hope they feel better and praying more for Wayne to get better. So. Uh, for right, the little serious there you know guys I just had to you know just I, you know I just had to you know get it out there because you know I know a lot of people a lot of people out you know in here does listen to us do listen to us for sure and I had to had to say that for sure I had to say that it's something that happened locally and it's big news down here for for the local web and for the community uh, but let me smoothly transition to Roman 14. <laughs> Ronin 14, now Ronin 14, listen, each show I can say that it gets better and better and Ronin 14 was no different. It um, had a couple ups and downs, but I mean, we can't always, put I mean, there's no, I don't believe there's such thing as a perfect show. I don't believe so. I mean, New Japan can have really get the sick 10 man tag matches that kind of result in nothing, depending on it. Depending on if, if one person is a the champion, then it leads to a possible title position. But that you know, that's different. But I say Roman working top to bottom at almost a singular memorable event, maybe more than one in each match. Uh started off with uh, Aaron Epic death group, excuse me, hashtag death group. So I'm sure it was I don't mention death. Hashtag death group, Aaron epic uh, taking on the high flying AR Fox. Now this was the opening contest to Roman fourteen, and you know usually when you want to open a show you want to start out hot. and off the gate, and these guys definitely started off hot and off the gate. He had it was a great segment. You had ethics uh, technique of grounding and pounding and using hard hitting strikes. And devastating maneuvers to try to ground the high flying AR Fox, which AR Fox basically threw almost his entire body. I mean, every on his body, threw his arms, his legs, his body, his torso, his head. Everything he used, to Aaron Epic. But unfortunately for him, the head was the one weakness that Aaron Epic was able to take it care of. He it took one, not one, he took more than one power driver to put AR Fox. the power driver to the hardest part othering that would be the ring apron and then later on it would be the gosh stop pile driver that would put away AR Fox to give Aaron Epic a singular victory which I believe if I'm if I'm not wrong I believe he is uh undefeated at uh running for us because he made his debut so I don't know maybe we'll see possible future title contention if he keeps the momentum up you never know uh, next up we, you know, I don't want to go too much on the whole entire car, but uh, I'll tell you what I'll give you some of the highlights to just break down uh, We had a triple threat featuring the uh, the previously mentioned and previously interviewed with John Cruz Who's taking on Teddy Sigma and I am so sorry if I don't know the third gentleman's name. I apologize. I know you are recognized as King Gate, so I apologize. I did not do my research. That's my apologies. So don't 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 kill me, please. <laughs> uh, but we you know uh, senior referee Cruz, Owen, he managed to uh, referee the match. And we, right off the spot where Teddy Cruz, Teddy Cruz, hello, uh, John Cruz received a power uh, a choke slam, followed by another choke slam. From to and then you get this: George Teddy Sigma goes to choke Sam Bruce Owen. I okay. mean, I mean, did you see the video of this? I mean, it's just that's just completely disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You don't lay hands on your referee. <laughs> you la-
2: lay hands on your referee? Last I checked, <laughs> last I checked, uh, <laughs> you lay your hands on a referee and you get disqualified. In this case, you lay your hands on Bruce Owens, you get chokeslammed.
3: <laughs> not only chokeslammed, he also grabs, excuse me, King Geek, other net, and these double chokeslammed him. Yep. double chokeslammed him. I did not you know Bruce Owens so <laughs> I am.
2: The humanity.
3: I know he can back stuff up, but Jesus Right. I mean, the, the play pop huge. Use all the video. The play pop huge, man. I mean... We have to say, Bruce Owens, local legend, right? Local legend. your name, George?
2: Local legend. Yeah, a huge local, legend. local legend. One of our first guests here on the show, as a matter of fact. Hence why he's a local legend. <laughs> NWA <laughs> w- legend. Uh, man, what, what else can I even say to that kind of compliment? I don't think there's
3: nothing more than you say. I think, <laughs> I think you perfectly summarized everything that has to be said about Bruce Owens. I mean, God forbid it's that panel that they show that you know, a it, corporate it, supercon gets like, whoa, solo story? My God, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's very vague awesome. Those those corporate stories. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Sound like a player. Woo! Uh, next up, we have the formerly known as the hashtag warrior, now going as. Main Man Malkin. No more Edward. Main Man, last name Malkin. Taking on Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon, who I believe you are a fan of, George. And this was a very good match. Uh, it's basically, listen, if you if you, thought you knew Edward Malkin, uh, excuse me, Clark Carter, Main Man Malkin, uh he didn't know Jack squad, but he took everything that he usually is known for previously, he just threw it out the window. That textbook is gone, it's nowhere to be seen. He, he was he was healing it up, Had to new and he just he hadn't the crowd, hadn't he just had in the crowd out of hand. hmm uh, Eric Cannon almost almost put uh Edward Bulking away. Excuse me, excuse me, and walked away. Uh, but you know, her his ballet, Amy Rose. Uh, you know, she just got me bring one of the foot, you know, the player stuff out there. You know, say, Hey, look at me, I'm distracting you. Uh, you know, textbook, of uh, ballet 101 there. Uh, but what she didn't take account is to receive a strike, an unintentional strike from uh, in there. Uh, she, you know, she. Bell as one would usually do when you move down and get strikes upon, but uh, Malkin had enough wherewithal to uh, roll up Eric Cannon with a handful of dice, handful of dice, get the one two three, and there you go. You have to rebrandish, re rebrandish. I that Malkin get his. Yeah, a big win in 2014. You're also
2: forgetting he's on his yeah his undefeated world tour.
3: Undefeated being
2: right now one and zero. Oh. <laughs> no, he's two and zero oh, actually. He, he he started this tour two uh, two Romans ago. So yeah, he's on his undefeated world tour. Like we're supposed to ignore all his defeats from previous.
3: You better, you better watch out don't I mean, we'll talk about that drag you know? <laughs> you be careful you'll start, you'll start bringing back that next one. and start pulling next man.
2: <laughs> I think I might be dying by the end of this episode he might just show up here and be like you said what
3: <laughs> alright now to go on to the mean I would say this match of the night belongs to 8 man tag match featuring Pep, a.k.a. E.C. Reed and Mike Monroe, Donovan Dunhausen, and Everett Connors. Now, Everett Connors, I'm going to say, I give you a thumbs up. Because a man who comes out to Justin Bieber <laughs> is truly a despicable son of a Am I right? I mean, uh... you come out to Justin Bieber, you just, you just, that's. That just generates ignorance. If you, it it, the heat there. No, I, I have to
2: challenge you on that. What? If someone comes out to Britney Spears,
3: that's, oh, come on.
2: That, that's already saying.
3: No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I, listen, I'm going to favor Britney Spears over Justin Bieber anytime, any time, <laughs> any day, 24-7-365. Uh, yeah, no, I I'll, I, I would pop for Britney Spears. I would downright do for Justin Bieber. That's just some back. I
2: just don't mention Justin <laughs> uh, Ixtina, do you like Justin Bieber?
1: Um, no. Only Justin that I like is Timberlake. <laughs> uh
3: you in sync. I mean it is the first day of May. <laughs> it's gonna be May. May. There you go. Uh, uh, uh now team baking the uh for gentlemen it will be Shane Strickland. Jason Cade and half of the Lucha World Order, Mr. 415 Jay Rebus. Now, this this you would think that this would kinda of be super sort of messy, starting off with eight man all on rain and starting all together, but it was from the way that the match unfolded, it was fun, it was high flying, it was everything that you wanted from a match featuring uh, Shane chain Who's had been featured on the dr- underground? Uh, more Mr. 450, Jason K, Jay Rios. I mean, you had people like literally just giving people diamond cuts. Like it's like an 8 weight cutter party. You know what? You know what an 8 weight cutter party looks like? I don't want to know. <laughs> it's not. It's not a Tupperware party. It's. It's. It's talk, It's like break. It's like uh. Like basically, kind of like the baby shower, but instead of getting the baby, you can receive a cutter, A.K.A. R.P.L. A.K.A. Diamond Cutter, whatever. way you want to see it. Uh, or, but I gotta, listen. I got. I go back sure to Trevor Reed. Uh, Et Reed. Et Reed. I, I, listen. My my heart go out to him. My heart go out to him because he received. I believe what was it? One, two, three Canadian destroyers uh three canadian food stu- disorders and you have shane Strickland coming from the top the top of the rope to crush the poor faith of tc Reed. i mean god bless you tc i mean you know I I, I I just all i can say is just wear that breaks next time because i think we definitely will, it's gonna hurt for sure but also, you didn't have a lot of people talk about this. This, this, this match was definitely the match tonight. I have to say it ended with what I would think is a sort of a like half nothing Kenny Omega driver and it basically killed Donovan down At least killed him for three seconds. And the winner of that match would be Shane Strickland, Mr. 450, Jason Kagan, and Jay Rios. So you have those, gentlemen, walking out the wind, and, you know, grooving the night away to some sweet, docile tones of, uh, now I'm blanking out already. I don't even know the, uh, the interview for uh, one chain Circle. Alright, I'm going to fast forward a little thing that's going on here. Uh, we had a good match between Aria Blake, Angel Rose, and Beta Scott, having Beta Scott delivering a leg lot, a leg lock, while also handing out a German to to, uh, Aria Lake. We also had Martin Stone picking up a win over Gary J. I believe Gary J is, uh, if I am not incorrect, I believe Gary J is considered the the Hobo Ginger. Uh, The what? (laughs) (laughs) Hobo Ginger. Or the digital hobo. <laughs> I believe that is uh, his Twitter name. The hold on. If Gary wants to call in, if you want to call in, what's the number, George? It, hold, I'll, I'll get
2: you that number right now.
3: If Gary wants to, I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, that is his nickname. I am not making it
2: up. Seven one four. 222
3: eight zero two two two. I'm sure by the time Gary calls, I'll be out of here. I'm uh, <laughs> getting out of here faster than you can say, you know. The, what the, what <laughs> was it called again? The get the, the
2: the ginger hobo? The
3: hobo. G hobo hobo H O B O. Hobo ginger. Your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> All right, so if you'd like to correct, correct me if I'm incorrect, he's more than welcome. That. What's that number again, Dirk?
2: 714-868-0222.
3: So, Gary, if, if, I, if I misrepresented you, I apologize. Uh, if I misnamed you the Hobo Ginger or the Ginger Hobo. <laughs> Still not sure which it is. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm leaning towards the former Hobo Gingers.
2: So we're accepting phone calls
3: from hobos now. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess. I, it, it's his nickname doesn't mean he's an actual hobo, he doesn't live. <laughs> he doesn't live on a, in an actual cardboard box. Only ginger. Well, <laughs> I, are you? You're not ginger. No, I don't know. I'm not. No, I'm not a ginger. <laughs> I am just a full-blooded Cuban American. <laughs> That's what I am. I am what I am. <laughs> uh now the main event would have the main event tapping off the night of fun and great action would be alex chamberlain taking on Caleb Conley for the ronan Heavyweight championship of the match now if you haven't seen who Caleb, who Caleb Conley is or what he does in the ring this is a match for you guys to check out or if you want there is this great uh documentary a uh, 30-minute documentary on youtube from the high spots I was called Caleb Conley versus everybody. And check that video out. It's a very good in-depth look to Caleb Conley what he's done on the independence and especially when he was facing in what he considered his dream match against Jeff Hardy, I believe in Tennessee. But he put on a hell of a match. Uh, he's a former FIP heavyweight champion. He also actually he's also the first Caragon Pro Wrestling champion. Uh, and he was going up against not only the current Ronan heavyweight Champion, but also the current Paragon Pro Wrestling Champion. So it's like, you have the first Paragon Pro Wrestling Champion going up against the second Paragon Pro Wrestling Champion. So you know, there's, there's a lot of history between these two. I mean, it didn't happen to Ronan, but it definitely happened off the map at Paragon. And these two, I mean, say what you, say what you will about Alex Chamber. If there's anything to say about him, but he, he's a fantastic worker. I mean, he he Honestly, he excels best as pure and he's one of the best deals in Roman pro wrestling and his work Not only with his last match against Sunday does but with this one against Caleb Donnelly I think it's the lot of fight the big baddie in Roman pro wrestling uh, I mean it ended with him Getting ready to hit, now we're going to talk about Bruce Owens again. Bruce Owens, the legend Bruce Owens, uh, <laughs> refereeing this title match. It, it started with Bruce Owens uh, almost getting hit in the, in the head, in the head. I wasn't sure that was even, even, even allowed in Roman pro wrestling. And you know, we get ready to shoot, hit people in the head and I was like, oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. Bruce like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just hit the ref. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just hit the ref. But no, and then they see calling pulls the chair from them, inadvertently pushes Alex into Bruce. Bruce grab Alex grabs Bruce, but to the keen evil-eyed viewers who had watched the show, what Bruce did not see was Alex Chamberlain, Mule Kitchen, Mule Kitchen, Caleb Colling in the no-nos. Right for those notes. <laughs> I love it. Right, 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 right below, the basket. Do you <laughs> know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, in his uh, fishing rod with his two weights.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I could get the picture on that one. So uh, basically, he just finished it off with, with the logo, and then for the love of God, they a match, and they did in the DDT. George, when's the last time a match ended in the DDT?
2: I think the last time i ever seen a finish with a DDT was Jake the Snake Roberts, (laughs) and kind of like to resemble payback last night, that the fact that Alexa Bliss ended her match with a DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts must be so happy right about now. I mean, listen, if if the DDT becomes a pathway for champions
3: of the future, why the hell not? I mean, Alex Chamberlain retaining title for the DDT. Well, I mean, he got a little blow before he landed in the DDT, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do to win. And I like to blitz landed the DDT after, you know, softening up the uh, the the cabeza of yeah. Bailey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the softening up? <laughs> well,
3: okay, you're gonna take context into what I just said. I don't know what you're thinking about, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Overall, Rowan 14 was a great experience. I mean, they've been on great shows and I can't wait for their show. Uh, their 15th show. Their 15th show. Uh, they've been around since 2014 and they're putting on their 15th show on June 10th. Uh, location has been, been uh, talked about as far as I know. I, I assume it's gonna be back at the Broward College South Campus Gymnasium, but you never know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it and there's really not much more to say. I mean, that, that basically been about it. I mean, it's, you got all you you got all you want. And you want to you know you know we took you know at the beginning we took a little bit of a downturn. Got a little bit a little bit serious. And then we got a little bit a little bit hilarious at the time. Talking about rolling. Talking about like people getting hit in the uh, low back basket below the basket. I'm not sure how how the language flies here. So I'm still so roaming on you. You see, I'm gonna go off the cuff. And you I'd be like uncensored, but I know better, and I'm trying to train myself to be clean. at least clean as possible. Uh, but, I'm about to sign off. This has been Steve up with the Indy Cut, and I'll
2: catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Okay, and I'm back here. Uh, another great edition of the Indy Cut that basically made me laugh so much I had to do a Facebook Live video. So so guys, you could catch that every week here on Mondays with Steve Mesa representing the Curtain Jerkers. What did you think of this week's uh, IndyCut? It was great. The same way
1: that last week was great as well. We- I want to get this with so the hobo ginger Same research. <laughs> ginger. I don't mind.
2: Listen, if I find out that a hobo ginger is waiting for me in the front door next week, I just know it's because Steve Mesa found, gave him the address. <laughs> so, Steve, I'm watching you. Uh,
3: <laughs> uh,
2: so, but before we cut off our our show for today and go enjoy some Monday Night Raw, there's one topic that we have to touch on, Extina, and that is apparently the rumor of the next pay-per-view WWE Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Appa- it. Apparently, it's supposed to re- replace bad blood, and I understand the purpose because they're trying to remain PG. Yes. But how is PG great balls of fire? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I just keep the bad blood. you showed me blood last night. Bad blood going. The great balls of fire stuff is not working. Like we mm. we're
2: going to have like a little... Oh, yeah. We're going to have a nice little meatball cookout. Uh, we're going to have regular meatballs called your regular balls of fire. And then you're going to have Italian meatballs that we're going to be called Italian great balls of fire. And then we're going to have buffalo meatballs that we're going to call the hot balls of fire. And maybe
1: a little as well. <laughs>
2: With the fire. Uh, Steve, a uh, quick question. I know this is random, but uh, uh, will you be down for a Meatball Cookout?
3: Meatball Cookout?
2: Yeah, for Great Balls of Fire, man. When is it? That's in, I think, uh, next month, I believe. It's going to be the next Raw Pay-Per-View, I believe.
3: Mm, you know what? I can't deny that I am a great lover of uh, Meatballs. Uh, wait, I didn't sound right. <laughs>
2: I guess you're a fan of Great Balls of Fire. I
3: like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I am, out there. I am uh, you know, as a uh, person who does not enjoy the uh, song, uh, written by Jerry Lewis, uh, more of his uh, infamous antics and you know, liking of, of the young children. Uh, but I'm surprised they didn't go with Bad it. That good. Right. I mean. I mean, what, what? They couldn't get the rights to a uh, Tyler Swift song? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know.
2: All, I have no idea. The point is this. I just cannot wait for the promos that these wrestlers are going to cut saying, I challenge you to great balls of fire. Huh? I just want to see who's going to break character first. Oh, my
3: gosh. All right. All, no, but all jokes aside, I mean, if we're gonna like, look, PWG's are no, PWG's for no the cookie names, right? We have Game Over Man, uh, if you don't know who Game Over Man is, Bill Paxton's dedicated to Lake and Paxton, wrestling beat. Uh you had a, uh, play like, rock and, play like the old men do, rock and roll, I mean, you guys, at least, WWE kind of has the balls, you do name there, Pay per view great balls of fire, I mean, you know, you, you got I'll say this, you gotta give it to them because if P W G said did something like that I and mean, you all the all these people from the internet would be like, oh my god, that's a genius. What okay, if you have PWG say, All right, our next our next event is gonna be called Great Balls of Fire. George, what do you think? PWG is called P W G presents Great Balls of Fire genius, right? Yeah, I would say genius because Pro,
2: Pro Wrestling gorilla has this uh, back story of always having the ridiculous names. So
3: why can't WWE fall into that category? No, I, mean, just, oh, I see what you're trying to
2: do here. I, I see where you're going at. But you like in my case, you cannot compare the PWG to the WWE. That's a mainstream to... Yes, I, I get it. But here's the thing. Remember... WWE fans are different from PWG fans. Yeah. So it's like, I'm pretty sure PWG fans will go ecstatic if there was a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire. Right. But then you go over to the WWE fan and you tell them, hey, guess what? what our next pay-per-view is going to be called Great Balls of Fire. Guess what you're going to hear? You're going to hear crickets. You're going to be like, what the hell is that?
3: I mean, perfect crossover. Now we get all the PWD fans. To WWE, <laughs> I mean, heck, we got 17, we got uh, somewhere else old, we got. uh, maybe, Wait. No, nah, never mind. I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought there was another person who who kind of was like Sammy Zane and PWD, but I must be. I must be. No, nah, I don't know. It's
2: probably not. <laughs> wait, is it? Well, remember, they deported El Generico. So, so they didn't,
3: they didn't uh, they didn't always reported the death of the general, I believe, some months ago? They I thought he was deported. That deported, I mean, isn't that you know, sort of you know, <laughs> I am not going to touch that, I'm not going to finish that sentence, I will bid
2: you. Adieu. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anywho, guys, uh, as now with that topic being closed, guys, make sure again, we talked about this a little earlier, make sure you purchase your tickets right now for the big event swf roll the dice happening in atlantic city new jersey extina and i will be there interviewing you the fans and giving you a live free show We have even live prizes uh to win inside the ring uh so guys make sure you purchase your tickets at www.swfpro.com today they have some great packages to sell uh, like I said, Extina's gonna be there, but I'm worth the price of admission, so yeah, I, I would understand. Don't give me that face. Yeah. That's fine. That's
0: fine.
2: <laughs> Anywho, uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Uh, but I will tell you, the entire card is worth the price of admission. Pentagon, Cero Mielo, Alberto el Patron, uh, Meme Montenegro. Uh, Monten- I can never say oh. his last name. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, he was a former NXT guy. Okay, he, uh, the son of Dos Carlos Jr. Jr. Uh, he's going to be there. Jack Swagger is going to be there. T.J. Marconi, Angel Rose, John Cruz. The list goes on and on. You cannot, you cannot miss an opportunity to purchase your tickets in advance. You again, tickets will be on sale on www.swfpro.com next Monday. Uh, as
3: oh, Steve, would you have some? Sorry, I had to take the, the mic from it. Just, uh, just a little, a little, little, little update. Uh, I have a pal uh, that we we uh, sometimes interview. Uh, Mike Tyson. You familiar with Mike Tyson? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's a he's a gentleman who actually participated, partook in the panel that I had at uh, Super Comercial. But before I go, I wanted to uh, give the old uh, pro wrestling uh, promoter machine going on. Start it <laughs> up a little bit. But he has actually, up until, we got 13 minutes until his Kickstarter campaign ends. 13 minutes until his Kickstarter campaign ends. And it's for Headlock the hard way. It's a graphic novel, it's the third, I believe, volume three or volume four to his headlock series. And he is currently at, can me take a while I look up the number? He is at. Thirty thousand dollars and three hundred seventy. Thirty thousand three hundred seventy dollars, and the play goes up to twenty thousand. So he's he's getting up there right now. He, we've already there's already been a, a couple of goals that been stretched. Some of the updates have been included. Actually, you mentioned I believe you meant, mentioned Penta L Zero. Yeah. George.
2: Yeah. Pentagon said "Yeah."
3: Yeah. He actually has a story that's going to be featured in Henlock, the Hard Way. Nice. What? Not a coincidence. Yeah, a huge coincidence. Very coincidental, and you know, with pin uh, crossing over the twenty-eight thousand dollar mark, there also is going to be a wicked cool Reservoir Dogs uh, mm-hmm. movie poster look, lookalike poster from Head, from Headlock. That will be uh, part of the uh, part part of the package that you will be receiving if you were to contribute contribute to. Uh, either a digital copy or a physical copy. I mean, I'm old-fashioned. I prefer getting a digital copy of a, of a comic book. I don't know about you guys, but listen, I got to have that that fine print in my hands. I have to turn the pages. I have to feel the paper. Feel the paper. <laughs> you don't feel paper because when you do digital copy, like, man, I, I just drink I that. <laughs> Uh But listen, I had to throw Mike Kingston out there. He's, he's a very cool guy. I mean, we're, we're you know, both, we're, we're big fans and friends from the Grinder Jerker, so as, you know, as one Grinder Jerker has to say, Mike you're doing God's work, man. I mean, you wrestling comic books, were nothing if you came along, and glad you're continuing, and you're living the dream, and working all with, working well with all these professional wrestlers. He's worked with Kenny, I mean, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. He has Kenny Omega contributing to head Tony Toby yep. Rose, Ric Flair. Or yep. I right, mean, big, yeah. big time. Yep. Yeah. Big, big lineup. I'm sorry. I, I feel like this is like my third goodbye. <laughs> I can't help it. it. It's like it's like this microphone is surgically attached to my hand. Yeah, was...
2: uh, let,
3: let's get it. Let's get it back.
0: Get, let go, lady. Let go. I don't want it. No.
2: I'm yeah. <laughs> but before I go, hey, let it go. Happy Jeremiah. Anywho. And no Willie again for security. How dare you? Anyway, guys, so, guys, speaking about next week, next Monday, we'll be back on the air again at 6 p.m. I'll be back. Yep. So, and next week we have none other than the Paragon heavyweight champion that you were speaking of, Alex Chamberlain, will be here next week uh, talking to us on Russell City Radio Alex Chamberlain here started off as a tag team in the Red Devil Fight Club to now being one of the top singles competitors of the world. And on top of that, he has – man, there's so much to talk to him about with Alex. Guys, make sure you tune in next week here on Russell City Radio on Monday, 6 p.m. Xena, hey, you have any last comments? Uh, watch Raw
1: tonight and to see what's going to happen. I bet there'll be no room in the rain. Bye. Yay. Nice. No. <laughs>
2: sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 So, guys, oh, and mind you, make sure you also tune in next week for our new, brand new intro Ooh. on Russell City Radio. Am I in it? <laughs> <laughs> You're not in it.
3: Hey,
2: homo, get out of here. Anyway, guys. <laughs> God, leave these people. We we gotta go. For everyone here on Russell City Radio, bro, I'm gonna kick it. But I'll 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 see you later, folks. Good night. Hey, get back over here. Thank you
3: all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality check.